What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host, State Your Steven brother. City P. Watson, and together that would make us the brothers. And we're back. Yes, we are. Thursday. And tonight we are going to break down something that more than 1.2 billion people have paid their hard-earned money to see oh, and made a lot of money. So much money. Called the Avengers Endgame. Uh-huh. But before we do that, we got to get a little bit of something we call Town, Town Hall, Hall Business. Business. City people, what you got for me? Shout-outs, as always, to our good followers, shout-outs to our viewers right now that are tuning in. Shout-outs to our residential DJJMC. Shout-out to our podcast affiliates. Uh, Reggie Price for app for I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Shout out for our boy Ryan Watkins for at my mama's table. Be sure to catch those on the platform soon. Uh, very soon, we got new episodes coming soon. Plus, also far out shout out to our good boy Evo Brown and his and the launch of his podcast, The Natural Order. Big ups to you. Go, go look at that, man. That's a good, that's a that's good podcast. Good. It's a good podcast. It's really kind of breaking it down. It's really interesting. Yes, yes. Uh, like always, shout out to our affiliates. Shout out to WIN Radio in Memphis, Tennessee, where you can watch the brothers. Shout out to Scene Chicago. Shout out to UBN. Shout out to iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, and all the Google engines that you can catch this podcast at. Ain't nothing but a Google away. If you like it, go and hit that like button right now. If you love it, share it. If you're really in tune, tell your mama and them. That's it for me. That's it for me. So, let's get it real quick, real quick, real quick. Let's get to some little good, what's really good out here in these streets. Oh, are you following the playoffs right now? What are you feeling right now? I feel like, man. See, this was supposed to be the greatest Eastern Conference in a long time. Because, you know, LeBron James is going to rule it. But now we we got a little bit of, you know, iron sharpening iron right here, man. So, yeah. I'm feeling the Eastern Conference, man. Yeah, you feeling the East? I think Toronto going to come out. Man, I think it's I just... I put a hundred on it. I'm thinking... I put a hundred on it. I put a hundo on it. I might Toronto take your, coming out. Just because you put a hundo, I might take it. Put a hundo on it. I just think right now the West is showing us that it's still the West and it's still Golden State show. show so, it's just apparently ain't, that ain't going to change until Kevin Durant leaves. And plus, you know, you're dealing with the Rockets, man. The Rockets... I'm telling. I just told this dude right here, man. Rockets is about to go out, man. You might as well get your broom six out. This is over with, right? right. Already, huh? It's you got giving him no chance, huh? No chance at no. all. And real quick, one more thing. So, before we let it on to a little bit, it was announced last week that Joe Biden's running for president of the United States on a Democratic ticket. <laughs> Bernie, the Bernie supporters is really kind of like, damn it, man. <laughs> no, but you know, I, I, you know, Bernie supporters. All right, shout out to Joe Biden for whatever he's going to do and not mm-hmm. do more, not do. Mm-hmm. You know, you know why they stop uh, messing with that dude? What's his name? Who? Uh, Bernie. Bernie. Why? Reparations. He went against reparations for black people. Well, of course, you know, you lose the black vote, you lose everything. So they karate fired his ass and took him out. Uh huh. Hold on, impromptu. two. Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden is a, is a monster. Now I will <laughs> say this though. I say this though because it does bring one very, very interesting theory that I bring up. This is what I like to call the Obama effect, because we're about to find out exactly how much this Obama name carries weight in this country still. Because mm. I still believe the Obama name was one of the main reasons why J.B. Pritzker 
became governor of Illinois. I will give you somewhat of that. Yeah, so somewhat we're about to find out exactly how much more power that name makes because Obama made a lot of people feel good during this term. As a matter of fact, he's the reason why we had our last two mates <laughs> in the city of Chicago. Much. So, oh yeah, you know. Rahm Emanuel. Yeah, Rahm Emanuel. Mm-hmm. And now we have Miss, what's it, Lori Lightfoot? Lori Lightfoot, yeah. No, stop. <laughs> I don't, I don't pay attention to Lori. Lightfoot. Her name is Lightfoot. Okay, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> and we also have Lori Lightfoot right now. She's endorsed her Obama. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? Might as well just get a president. Why not? Mm-hmm. We got two mayors, a governor. Let's go for the president. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I really got to say. So, if that's all you got to say, guess what we about to do? We about to, what? We about to get into. We you understand how hype this is, okay, I know, man? I get it. You understand? I get it. I get it. I, I, okay. Great. Matches energy. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Match your energy, man. All right. <laughs> Come on, man. Here we go, man. We about All to right. talk about something dealing with. <laughs> no, nah, real talk. We about to talk about the Avengers, man. Okay. Because I know all of y'all seen it out there, man. It made over 1.2 billion the first week in. That's some big money moving right there. It wrapped wrapped up 11 years worth of going to a movie and sitting through multiple post-credits in order to see just a glimpse into what we was going to see that next time. You don't even, you know it, just because you said that, it's like you don't realize it's been 11 years we've been doing this. 11 years of this shit. Some of y'all was in high school when this shit started. Man, we was, we was. Wait a minute, 11 years? A decade, that's over a Damn. decade. Over a decade. We were putting in work on these movies. Man, it just started with Tony Sparks, man. He got shot in the chest. Tony Sparks? <laughs> Tony Starks. Sparks is, do he play Stark? For New England is, okay, yeah. Tony Starks, man. He got shot in the chest. Led about 11 Jordan years. Sparks. Yeah. They, they doing their thing. They got an album coming out and shit like that. It's called uh, Vibranium Soul. Fuck it. Uh, listen. Uh, Tony Starks, man. He got shot in the chest. <laughs> 11 years ago, and we've been at it ever since, man. But today, man, we are going to... Are you okay? Okay, it's the Jordan, Tony, Tony Jordan Sparks got shot in the chest. Bah! <laughs> True life. Let's do you know it. And Marvel Universe got gangster. All right, go ahead. And we done led to this important point called the end game. Yeah. Now, a lot of people have seen it. A lot of people have a lot of different opinions of this. I, myself, I liked it, you know. But I know my man's right here. This brother right here. You see the shirt? This is the only Marvel shirt that I got right now. It's not exactly how much. Like, I don't exactly like, ooh, I love this character. It's just, you know. That don't mean he's a star in the hood. Yeah. That's Captain Planet right there. Yeah. And my man, we just gonna really break down this movie because there's a lot of interesting things that was happening that I believe a lot of people didn't catch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I done caught some undertones to a couple of things that was going on in the movie. And I just wanna see what y'all feel. But before we do that, I want my main man just to give me a synopsis of this movie. Now, break this down right, for So, this is how it basically played out. So, now if you remember what happened in Infinity War, this is basically the aftermath of what happened in Infinity War. Thanos got the gauntlet. He gets all the Infinity Stones. Snaps away half the universe, right? 50% of the world's population gone. 50% of the entire universe is gone. Shut up about the resources argument because it doesn't make sense. Make sense. It doesn't make him a villain if he doesn't do it, if he does it that way. Okay? Get over it. Damn. Just get over it. So 
right now, starting end game, it's kind of like, damn, half the universe is gone. Tony Stark is floating in space. We don't know where the hell he at. With Nebula out there in, in, in a giant little orb. Yep. Hawkeye just found out he. You, Hawk, huh? I I just wanted to know. You you think Tony Stark's in Nebula? You no, think, she's a biomechanical android. Is she biomechanical? You no, know, there was a theory about you know, she had like like fluids that Tony needed to feed off of to kind of survive. Okay, like certain, she ain't got a. I remember that theory. Like there was a certain part she of her body. She ain't got a robotic. Titty. A part of her body that, <laughs> that, that secreted fluids that Tony needed to survive off of. That was a really gross. Just argument. saying, you know. That was weird and gross. It was and, a long time to be yeah. alone. Man, you know? I'm just saying. All right. So we don't know exactly what Tony and Nebula were doing. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime. Uh, Hawkeye just sitting out there minding his own business, having fun with his family, being on house arrest, enjoying life. You eating know, hot dogs and eating shit. the hot dogs with apparently mayonnaise. That's disgusting. White people stuff. stuff. You know, white people stuff. He over here teaches this little girl how to, you know, do bow and arrow. Turn around, that's you know, baby. Everybody gone. Hey, <laughs> baby. Oh, all alone. Denisha. <laughs> He was, he was, he was, right, right. He was hurting. Go. <laughs> he was, he was. Stop playing, man. <laughs> he didn't realize ain't nobody. God damn, ain't nobody here. It's just some. I'm gonna kill a lot of people because of this. <laughs> Apparently, that <laughs> that's literally hey. what happened to him. That's literally what happened to him. Cause Hawkeye lost his family. Didn't know. Baby, stop bullshit now. Nah, I ain't playing no more. And then realized, <laughs> I'm just go out and start killing people. <laughs> Going a massive murderous spree of every bad guy out there that's left in the world. Fuck it. Half my job is done, so I'm going to just go out there and kill everybody else. And he did that. So, <laughs> going a little bit further into it. So. Talk about PTSD. That's fucked up. Right? So, the Avengers find out that, you know, they get stabbed there, you know. So, Tony, find a way. They meet Captain Marvel, like you said. If you haven't watched Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel dropped earlier. Captain Marvel came into the scene and she saved Tony and Nebula from space. Mm-hmm. Brought them back down to Earth to the Avengers. The Avengers still trying to figure out what's the next move. But now they got Iron Man back and he probably he ain't trying to have it at all. Iron Man is pissed. Iron Man is hurt. <laughs> Iron Man is distraught. Iron Man is flustered. Iron Man had a whole uh, fucking planet smack him in the fucking face. Well, see, Iron, Iron Man is a little different, you know. He's not a playboy anymore. Yeah. So, you know, he got a little bit of something he don't want to lose. Right. He's He lost... He lost Parker, man. He lost, he lost Parker. And I, you know what? I find that really interesting. Here's the part that I find interesting. When he came back down to Earth, and you notice the first thing... He said to Steve Rogers when he got down there, he said, I lost the kid. I lost the kid. That, to me, kind of said something because it showed to me that he cared a lot about this. Like, something was really impactful about what Peter Parker did in his life for the short period of time he was here. Peter Parker really impacted Tony Stark's life to a point where kind of set the tone for what would happen for Tony throughout the entire movie. He really, 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 really gave a fuck about that kid. He did. Like, he was like a son to him. That was his protege, in a, in a sense. His protege, right. So, there was a little bit in the movie, uh, a little bit before that, uh, Black Widow had a little bit of a council with some of the current surviving members. I remember it was McCoy from Wakanda, uh, War Machine, Captain Marvel, Nebula, and Rocket. Um, 
I don't know if you noticed this part. During that discussion, there was a mention of an earthquake under the oceans of Wakanda. I did not catch that. Okay, so Okoy mentioned there was a an earthquake under Wakanda in the oceans, and she was like, and Black Widow said, "How are we handling that?" And she said, Okoy says, "It's an earthquake underneath the ocean. We handle it by not handling it. That's out of our field. We don't go down there. We have nothing to do with us." I didn't even, I didn't even catch that point. Well, it's a really, actually, that's a very significant point because that was a little bit of what you call an Easter egg that that Marvel just threw in there because. I don't know if you don't follow if you follow Black Panther closely, that is a reference to a certain character by the name of Namor the Submariner. Mm. If you follow, if you know, Google him. Look him up in the Marvel comic history. Namor the Submariner. He's a very big part of Black Panther's universe. So basically, you can go in there. That's actually setting the tone for Black Panther. Is that setting up Black Panther. Okay. Yep, they set up Black Panther too right in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. All right. So. Name more the submariner, guys. He's coming, apparently. So, but anyway, let's move forward. So, <laughs> Tony is back. They're trying to recollect what's going to happen next. So, apparently, Rocket has come up with a plan. Well, not really Rocket. The whole group has come up with a plan of saying, you know what? Let's go kick Daniel's ass. Yeah, let's go beat the shit out real quick. We really ain't gonna kick Daniel's ass. We're done with this shit. He killed so, my homie, B. He killed all the homies. He killed my homie, B. He killed all the homies. And they homies, B. Stark is falling out, losing his mind because he's scared. He's shook like a motherfucker. You know, I would be shook too if I had a fucking planet hit me in the fucking face and then I lost everybody I know and love. That's true, man. So, I'm shook. I ain't doing with this shit. You go out there, Cap. It's your problem now. I'm done with this. Where group go? Bang! <laughs> God damn it! Like Groot turned into mulch. <laughs> Literally, that's what happened. God damn it! Groot turned into mulch. I ain't even doing no landscaping. Shit! Right. God damn it! Dope. So, <laughs> so Tony's now. So now they go out there, and so they decide they want to get in the ship. <laughs> that's right. No, I'm just thinking about. Uh, I'm thinking about Hawkeye at this moment is probably going. Baby, what the hell is that? on that? Who is the no? Because he wasn't in the scene. Now he he's literally just chilling at this point. He's not in the scene. He's not doing any type of weaponry. He's not in the war. He's literally. And all of a sudden, he just realized what the. So at this point, he is basically saying is imagine you out there just minding your own business, living your best life with your family, and next thing you know, they gone. You talk to you late. So I'm gonna go to Sam's Club tomorrow, and if I. I right, stop bullshitting that. I, I, I don't like being alone. But then you realize that the stories around Sand Club, that every like half the fucking store is gone too. You baby, <laughs> it's like what happened? Can I get a, Can I get a cashier? Two cashiers are open. Hey, walking that motherfucker's like, is this all these niggas? What all? We ain't got no cashiers in the front. Hey, so. So anyway, as moving forward, they decide they're going to go out into space and go find Thanos because they want retribution. It turns out that Thanos is on a planet by himself, his retirement home, basically, because that's what he's done. Goes where he's done. Got no security, ain't got no backup, got nothing. He's just by himself, chilling in the garden. So they go down there, they find him, they smooth jack, they straight jack him. 
They are pissed. They are upset. They said, Thanos, where are the stones? I said, this guy ain't got them no more. He said, what do you mean you ain't got them no more? I didn't even know this was possible, but he snapped the stones away. Basically, he destroyed the stones by using the stones. Yes, he did. Because by that way of doing so, they no longer can use the stones to help bring anyone back. Now they're... Now where are we at this point? At this point, everybody's mad, and they're upset, and they're distraught, and Thor hauls off and chops his head off. He should have. Rolling around the ground, Thor's his head off. He said, this time I didn't, I went for the head. <laughs> so, fast forward five years later, we are now at a point where it's kind of like, everything's kind of unfortunately moved on. Imagine going you know, five years after that moment and just trying to recollect everything. The world has kind of been in a little bit of an industrial downsizing almost. A lot of, a lot of people aren't existing anymore. Families have been torn apart. Life has kind of, just been, ugh, you don't know how to move on from this. Knowing that a lot of people you know closely, that you know closely, that you love dearly, are just gone. Now. You know, at this point, at that, you know, they was having the, um, I guess, the intervention meeting, not intervention, what you call those? Like it's the AA meeting? Yeah, like what, capitally the AA means? Yeah. At this point, there was something very interesting that happened at one of those meetings. So, I don't know if y'all caught this. And I was talking to him about it. I think it was a real big push for the LGBT feminist thing. Because did you notice that when they was talking about it and the guy was explaining, you know, how he hadn't been on a date in five years, but now he found somebody and he cried at the table, then he cried five minutes. Did you notice that, how they was throwing in? That he was gay. Yeah. Did you notice they was doing that? In the movie, well, that the, they normally haven't ever done before. Well, you know, I think they're trying to be a little bit more, I guess, progressive. You know, Marvel and Disney has always been on the progressive stand side, so they're trying a little bit more so normalize it a little bit. Yeah. But it's not really okay. It's not like uh, I don't know. You can't really say it's like a propaganda move. It's kind of like you're trying to make it as normal as possible. Trying like not to. It's sort of subtle. Mm-hmm. It's not a oh boom because people could just kind of overlook it like oh we're just gonna blame blatantly showcase this. It's kind of like it's real soap. Okay. So it's, I don't I don't give them too much slack for that. I mean no I ain't I, I'm just no nah, I just noticed that part. This is but we know in a world where now with that type of propaganda is already being pushed heavily. It was kind of a nice twist to kind of try to say hey man we're not we're not trying to throw force down people's throats. You know what I mean? No. I'm not even going to go that fucking far. You don't think, uh, they, you think they are? Oh, I, I believe they're trying to force it down people's throats, so I, I feel the opposite. You think of Marvel? Yeah. Wow. Because I would talk about another scene, but we probably going to hit that later. Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah, so fine. We can keep on going with this. Okay, fine. So, moving on to the scene, we suddenly discover that Ant-Man... Uh, the, the plucky little miniature Avengers somehow found a way to survive the snap by being stuck in the quantum realm for about five hours. Why? Because in five hours when he was stuck in the quantum realm, time was different. So when he got out, finally out of the quantum realm, you gotta go watch Ant-Man and the Wasp and find out how he got stuck in there. He ended up being transported through time five years to the future. So basically, he was stuck in there for five hours, came out five years later. Mm-hmm. That's how time worked in the quantum realm. 
So he goes out there, he's doing a lot of backtracking, he's trying to retrace his footsteps, find out what's going on right now. He then stumbles upon, you know, he basically goes to the Avengers, because, you know, he still has affiliations with Cap. Uh, goes to the Avengers mansion and asks them, and asks them if he can talk to them. He has a theory in his mind of how to bring everyone back. And this is the biggest problem that I had with that movie. Alright, what's up? So this is actually laid, and this is a big plot hole because it laid out a good portion of everything. Ant-Man explained that in the quantum realm, time can move differently from the real world. So in the quantum realm, time moves slower. Mm-hmm. Notice that when five years went past, you know he doesn't age because you're basically in there for like five hours, right? Right. So, okay. if you notice in Ant-Man and the Wasp, the whole synopsis of that movie was they're trying to get Dr. Van Dyne, who is Hank Pym's wife, out of the quantum realm, who is Hope Van Dyne's mother. They're trying to get Dr. Van Dyne out of the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Hope, Dr. Van Dyne spent 35 years in the quantum realm. How the fuck did she age? Well, I uh, how? Well, okay. Because under the theory that Ant Man just presented to them, thirty-five years have passed since the last time they saw her. That means technically in the quantum realm, only less than two days were passed. How do you age in two days? How? Okay. Well, I gotta excuse me for skipping ahead a little bit. Okay. I just gotta challenge this. So, what about? When Captain Planet, Captain Planet, Captain America, you mean? I'm just, I'm playing. But what about when he went into the time leap, came back? It was no more than thirty seconds, and he was basically, literally, seventy thousand years older. Well, see, he went back. He went back home to his home time, where he originally came from. After that time, once he came back into that time, he naturally aged as a normal person. Did he have his powers though? Yeah, he still had his power. So how did he age? Because, well... Think about it. Say it. Tell him. Okay, but because... I don't really know how As a super soldier, nothing stops him from aging. It's just that it's he has a longer life expectancy now. As a super soldier. Okay, I got another question for that. Okay. So, if his life expectancy was longer, then how long did he actually spend in that realm? Like hundreds and hundreds of years? No, it... What happens is he had to transport to certain periods of time, basically. And when you go to the quantum realm, it's kind of really quick. Uh-huh. So you go through this certain time, you go to that certain time. He had to drop the stones back off. He had to put near back where it belonged. So he went through certain times of space. So when he arrived at the time where he dropped off... Remember when they took the Tesseract back from the base, from the base where his home time was? Mm-hmm. So when he came back at that time, he put the Tesseract back. He was just like, you know what, I'm fucking stay here. That's literally what he did. He said, fuck it, I'm going to stay in this time, bro. Because mm-hmm. this is where I came from. I might as well just stay here. So he stayed here. He got with Peggy. And that's how that happened. But uh, that was a little leap ahead. So, <laughs> Ant-Man. But think about that plot hole. That was like a huge plot hole that I did not like about that. They didn't clean that up better than I wish I just thought they did. I didn't like the way it went off either. Right. I, I just didn't like the whole thing. <laughs> right. At that part. At that part. Not the whole thing. Right. James Keller Jr. Yeah. This nigga needs glasses. James <laughs> Keller Jr. Because I'm seeing you struggling trying to. He wanted to read it, but he can't see it. Oh, wow. Oh. He said, James, basically, 
him being frozen for 70 years never happened to him. Well, technically no. Yes and no. 70 years didn't happen to him. Because keep in mind, the theory was that the fact that he went back, this is happening a little bit of the events. Where he went back was a little bit of the events after Captain America the First Avenger. So technically when he went back, the person that he was at, he was already frozen in ice. So there was actually two Captain Americas in that time frame. The one Captain America he had was in frozen in the ice cube by the time. Remember when he pushed the plane to the ocean? Okay, now you just bring up. All right, Breezy, you just started some shit. Because yeah. now you just bring up something in my head. If he went back in time uh-huh. and he was an alternate, he should have just, he would have basically just fucked up the whole entire. He could have. Weird. We're going to get to that part later. That's what. That's another interesting story. That's okay. what we're going to get to that part later. Because now you got to understand what's really, really happening. So. so, so something right now. Okay, so th- that's why fucking with time has some costly <laughs> shit. <laughs> fucking with time can really cost. And that's another thing. They actually did a really big deal about trying to manipulate how the time theory works. Like, you remember how they, you saw the little instance about how... Um, War Machine was trying to denounce all the basic, you know, time travel movies, Quantum Leap, Back to the Future, Hot Tub, Time Machine, yeah. basically all the theories that we learn about time travel movies and just say all oh, this much BS is just don't tamper with time, can't interact with this person, so on and so forth. And I thought that was a little cute. But we knew, but to say it was cute as far as ha ha ha, that's funny. But you do realize they kind of tried to change the rules of time travel for their plot in the movie. So they just tried to poo-poo everything. A little bit, even with Terminator. They tried to. They tried to. They they brought up this kind of like a pop culture reference, but they tried to kind of alter the time travel theory for their storyline. Kind of mm-hmm. set it up. So anyway. So they did they concoct a plan where they can use the quantum realm to go back in time to retrieve the infinity stones so they can come bring it back to the current time and wish everybody back. You know what we forgot What's to do? Happening? What? We forgot to say that this is some some spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, shit. <laughs> well, you know what? I did put a disclaimer earlier. Like, okay. if this, you know what? If you haven't it's seen the movie, now. guess we what? You done, we didn't waste like half of the movie already for y'all. So y'all probably screwed. You might as well just keep going. We knee deep in it now. You just right see it through what we saying. Right. So <laughs> anyway, so they concoct the plan to get the Infinity Stones back, so they assemble the team. The first thing they have to do is that, well, to really make this plan tick, they gotta go talk to an old friend. They gotta go talk to Tony. Mm. And Tony ain't having this shit. Tony chilling. Tony, Tony, Tony making grass sandwiches. Tony fishing. Tony got a kid. Tony chilling. Tony living a good life. Tony got a family. He ain't worried about none of that shit no more. Mm. But oh lord, here they come asking them, saying, hey, we got a way to bring them back. Mm. I'm like, look, y'all shouldn't have done this. Don't do this. Because they knew, them niggas knew that the curiosity was going to kill the cat for Tony. Tony knew it in his head. Good point, because that's all I was going to say. Tony they planted the seed. They planted the seed, and exactly. And this, is the pro- and this is the problem that people don't understand. Tony Stark is an obsessive individual. When you give him an idea... He's going to see because we work. He's going to see it through. Mm. And even if he doesn't want to see it through, but the genius level in him will not stop. So you notice, even when after they left, he was sitting there like, wash the dishes. Mm. Looking at a photo of him, Peter. <laughs> that, that him and me, photo of him and Peter. That, that was a trigger point. That was a trigger point. 
and they just had like, how could this be possible? So yes, I'm gonna go ahead, run this little schematics, see the theory, say, ah, don't be told Friday, don't be uh, don't be mad. Yes, good point. Yes, OCD. Mm-hmm. So don't be mad Friday if this doesn't work. And sure enough, found a way for it to work. And he's like, damn it! <laughs> this actually could work if done the right way with this schematic could work. And he was also saying, damn it, I know myself. I'm I know, hard. exactly. And you know, that oh, was the moment in that I'm scene, in back. the explanation, <laughs> in the explanation he had with Pepper, mm-hmm. with Pepper Potts at that point. Well, I guess oh. call her Pepper Stark right now, which that's his wife. Yeah, I'm going to give it my all. Sure. I mean, he knew life. it was like, ah. what if I could bring everybody back? And she was just like, you know, that's amazing and frightening. He said, well, you know, what if I just, you know, pretend <laughs> like this never happened? Yeah. And she looked at him and was like, come on, bruh. Bruh. Tony, I know you. Bruh. Basically, she said he's exact with Tony, I know you. Bruh, come on. You, I, you know bruh, you're going to see this through. You know you're going to see this through. I can't stop. Why are you playing with us? You know you're going to try to go look into it. Just go, go, bro. So, instead of getting Tony, at, the, at that time, instead of getting Tony, they found a way to recruit uh, Bruce Banner back. Who's oh, my now, God. Who is now <laughs> basically a hybrid of himself in The Incredible Hulk. And I think I've never seen so much character development in Bruce Banner at that moment until that moment when he became the Hulk. <laughs> I gotta admit that the Hulk, that was kind of dope. I liked it. <laughs> I, I really liked it. It was like Andre DeGrand, he was green and shit, but he was like real personable at this point. Toss, I really did toss, like that character. Toss, toss, Damn! <laughs> All right, go tell your mother. All right. I'm sitting there like, I'm sitting there like, is he real? Wait, what's going on right here? He's so nice, he's a celebrity and shit. He had a nice outfit on too. He had a. He was, hey, he was he was middle aged. White neck. dude fly though. Black, yeah. He, was, neck, he nice, had nice. all his shit from the gap. I ain't no gap <laughs> made clothes that big. They usually don't make never make clothes that big. So anyway. The Hulk was fashion forward in this movie. He was he was that one was pop culture <laughs> like a motherfucker, basically. Looked like so, he lived in Hyde Park. That's what <laughs> like he, was, what he, like. he was dapper he was as hell. Dapper. He had some money, like he ain't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So they use him to try to start the theory off. Of course, it doesn't work out too well. They try to run time through Ant-Man, and he ends up going through different ages of his life. Like, he goes in, goes out, he's this age. Goes in, goes out, he's that age. Goes in, goes out, he's this age. Mm-hmm. So, Tony comes into, finally comes back to his senses. He shows up at the mansion with the new tech, telling him this is what really happened. This kind of guy's kind of screwed up. Turn your boy into a baby without realizing that time you must flow through time instead of letting time flow through him. That's what you screwed up at, which is, sounds so much simpler than it really is. It's because he takes, he made it sound simple, but it's complex as fuck. Even did a lot of shit that we didn't get. So the plan is hatched. They now try to go recruit Thor, who is oh my god, is <laughs> fat Thor now. Thor was living his best life. Man, when I saw Fat Thor, <laughs> I was literally fucking devastated. I sat there, I was like, what is this? This nigga is pregnant. <laughs> Lost his LA Fitness membership and shit. Just said, fuck it. Chilling with his homie. Man, <laughs> that motherfucker went from Thor to the Big Lebowski in, less, in, in five years. He, he looked said, like the Big Lebowski in that guy. He was saying, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care no more. Mm-hmm. 
Mirror over here using mirror. Uh, no, no, I mean Stormbreak as a motherfucking beer opener. Like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Had his boys back from Asgardian over here playing. Uh, can't swing his hammer. Right. Shit. Oh, <laughs> you know, fuck, fuck this shit. What a beer at? Shit. shit. I need a pizza. Man, How long is it gonna take to save this whole planet, my nigga? Right. So he's Ooh. just out of shape and miserable as fuck, but he's there. <laughs> so they recruit him. They bring him back to Earth. They come up with the plan for the times to get the stones back to go through time. So they decide, all right, so they execute the plan. Now remember, they only have one shot because everybody got these pin particles. You only get one revolution each. You get in there and then you come back. Get, the, get in there, get the stones to come back. If you screw up, you're stuck through time, you ain't coming back. They go through, they all, shout out to Hawkeye who out there bodying motherfuckers <laughs> after that shit because he went straight in killing everybody. You knew he was going to snap and man, who did he turn into? Ronan. Ronan out there murdering the fuck out of everyone. That was delicious, man. What? That was great. I don't know the fuck what you talking about. That shit was delicious, dope. nigga. What the hell? Yeah, that motherfucker was bodying the fuck out of everybody. Your adjective game is not right. It was, be- <laughs> it was beautiful, man. Body Yakuza. You need better modifiers, man. So anyway, <laughs> so they go through time now. We skip it a little bit. We're going to go. So he goes through time. They go into certain key moments in the past. The Battle of New York, which mm-hmm. is one of the moments because. Uh, Black Widow discovered that hey, at one point in our lives, three of the Infinity Stones were on one at one point at one certain time in New York during the Battle of New York. Right. That was in the first Avengers movie, if y'all don't remember that. So they time travel to New York. They get the time zone from the uh the for the one, the forbidden one. Mm-hmm. Um they go and get the space zone, which is the Tesseract. And they get the Mind Stone, which is in Loki's staff at the time. So, I love one of the cooler moments in the movie where Cap fought Cap. That, they were just throwing hands. And it was like, Cap came and told him, I can do this all day. He was I, like, yeah, I know, man. Damn. I've been that for 80 years. Yeah. But see, you know, it's interesting because Let's I think Cap... our ass. Please. <laughs> it's interesting because Cap kind of realized how much of a cornball he was back in the yeah. day. So I think he kind of came to reality of himself. That was actually a really cool segment of that Battle of New York because both Cap and Hulk were sitting there just looking ashamed of their past selves. <laughs> it came and looked back in time. It's like a little throwback of how you used to be like, man, I used to be like that. Hulk definitely was a little ashamed. He was like, he's like, why do I doing all that shit? Like, I don't like doing all that. Y'all <laughs> Yeah, we good now. Oh, God. But you know, it's kind of like how we look at ourselves. Remember when we used to do back in the day? Yeah, it looked like we saw ourselves in the club doing handstands. It was like, oh, oh God. Oh, my God. We were embarrassed. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Doing dance routines oh, and shit, man. We were sitting there like, what the fuck? Is that Evo? What is he? Oh, oh, God. We need to get out of here. What are we doing <laughs> in here? And then you go back and you fast forward 10 years now. And you're like, why are we doing what this? What are we doing in the like, club we like need that? It. I don't know, maybe some people need to grow <laughs> up. Hint, hint, hint. But anyway. What was burning on the ceiling? Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We need a guy. So, they get the stones. Um, they did set Nebula and War Machine to go get the Power Stone. I believe. That is the Power Stone. One stone, however, 
was a little bit harder to get. And that was the Soul Stone. The Soul Stone is on, I think it's now more. I think his name is the more, the plan of more. Now, if you understand in Infinity War, the Soul Stone is not exactly the easy thing to get. And this is job, this was tasked the job for, for Hawkeye and Black Widow. Well, Ronin now mm-hmm. and Black Widow. The theory is that when you get the soul stone, you have to sacrifice the life of someone you love. <laughs> That's not funny, but I just can see you just taking. I, just, what do you? Whoa, what you got to say, man? No, I can just see you taking somebody like a, a somebody that you hate, but still, you know, kind of still cool with, and say, "Hey, man, I need to go." You know, come with me to go do something real quick. Right? Yeah! <laughs> Sorry I had to do that. I love you, man. You wouldn't be here if I love you, bro. So, <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, so, they get to this point where Black Widow and now Hawkeye have to make a consensus of what they're going to do. Somebody got to die, yeah. basically. That, so, was, that was kind of cool, though, the way they did The way they was like, they didn't want to do it. One, Both of them were willing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good and they was like you know what fuck that so they started sparring Lil Kika's like it's almost like a competition do you literally realize they're fighting over who's going to sacrifice their life yeah it's kind of stupid but yeah, it was it was a no, weird it was, cool. it, was it was a cool moment because you know it shows that neither one whatever it took to win I think they made the right choice because when I first did it I was thinking well, goddamn, Hawkeye done killed all these people, his family gone. No. But then when you really think about it, Black Widow never really truly had a whole family. So even if everybody would have came back, Hawkeye was the one that had more to gain in the actual family if the mission was complete. So well, they did, made sense. They did play up that um, the Avengers was kind of served as Black Widow's family. Yeah. But you had a point. There's a point. Is that, and I think it's also more so that in Black Widow's case, she really didn't do anything and then correlate or talk to the other Avengers. Like she, for five years, she didn't really have a purpose. If she had to go down doing something, this was her moment to do something. If she, if for the plan to succeed, she's willing to make the sacrifice. So, unfortunately, we had to lose our first adventure at this moment, which is Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. In a great, thrilling, fisticuffs ass battle that they had, she outwitted Hawkeye and made herself the sacrificial way. Now, if you don't know, you know, Black Eye, excuse me, Black Eye, uh, Hawkeye <laughs> and Black Widow are like brother and sister. They love each other. There's a lot of love there. They've been going through each other. They was, he was originally assigned to kill her, but then they brought her into the shield and they became allies. They were. Tight. So imagine how much that hurt Hawkeye to have to, have to you know, let Black Widow go. Yeah. Sad. You don't give a shit. It was her. No, I was about to say, yeah, it was her or his family. Yeah. yeah well, in, in a way, it wasn't really like she had that much. He didn't have that much of a choice because she told him, let me go. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it sucked to see her. That was her first appearance loss. So. There was a little back in New York. There's a little bit of a screw up. Uh, they didn't get the space stone. Cap, Iron Man, and Ant Man. Mm-hmm. They didn't get the space stone because apparently uh, there's a little snafu 
with them retrieving it, because when they try to retrieve it after the whole war happened, they captured Loki. Um, Ant-Man went and pulled the thing out, the little plug out of past Tony Sparks' chest piece. Right. Forced him to go into a cardiac arrhythmia. So, the space stone that was in that briefcase, it slid over to Tony, the current Tony, and he said, okay, let's walk up out here, let's get up out here, we good. Then a nigga named... Hulk. Hulk. <laughs> Came and said, BAM! That's hot as shit. How you ready to take these stairs? Man, I know I'm big, but man, I could get on the elevator. And for some reason, just so happens that Space Stone fell right into the hands of Loki. And he took it and I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> so that actually brings up another theory because now we know the time frame is kind of screwed up. Now, we remember we talked about time earlier. Right. So now the time frame is kind of screwed up because Loki's gone now. Technically, Loki's not in that realm is not dead. Because mm-hmm. he's now, he's jetted off. He's gone somewhere. So it brings up another theory. Like, what happened to Loki? Which brings up another idea of whether or not Loki is actually dead now. Or is he not well, dead? He's not dead. He's not, well, now in this, in this case, he's not dead. Mm-hmm. So, that, I guess we're going to find out later on as the storylines progress into phase four. What happens to Loki? Mm-hmm. So, moving on. A little bit. So, because that screw up, now they gotta go back in time. Further back in time. Back to around World War II time. Basically, that's where Captain America came to be. Mm-hmm. So they had to get the stone and they had to get more pin particles because they already using this last revolution to go that back further back in time. So they had to go get pin particles from Hank Pym himself and get Space Stone. During that time, and this is a really cool moment, I like this moment. During that time, Tony Stark finally got a chance to meet his dad. Oh yeah, that was a Howard Stark. Home. So that he finally got to have home. a real conversation with his father. And you can mm-hmm. see he was like, damn, I can't believe this is my father right here. Father was a good man. His father was a good man. He didn't, but see, the thing is, the perception, the reason why you had to say that, because the perception was that he always thought his father was a hard right, ass right, growing right. up. Uh-huh. So before, this is, so he actually met his father before he was even born. Which is interesting because that means that around that time, Cap was a grown-ass man mm-hmm. and he was frozen in an ice cube at that time. Yeah. So technically, those shows, Tony and Cap are like different ages. That's, that's a cool moment, but, you know. So around this time, it was discovered that um, Tony, uh, Howard Stark's wife, who was his, Tony's mom, is pregnant with him. Mm-hmm. So they have an old discussion about what to do here, what to kind of expect when you be about to become a father. And, you know, Tony's dropping some knowledge, but it's on an interest because he never thought Tony would drop knowledge to his dad about being a dad because he just became one. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's really interesting to him. It's like, you know, and they share really heartfelt conversations about, you know, what happened in the past, like, you know, implementing it, you know, so on and so forth. It was a really cool moment. In the meantime, while Captain America's trying to get the Pym Particles, his heartstrings get hit and he runs into Peggy Carter. Or uh, yeah. the one true love of his life that he lost through the time, through space and time, mm-hmm. Peggy Carter. And I think that's where the idea came from, what he, you know, the end game. I think that's where the idea came from. So, but we'll dig back into that a little bit more. So, after all that, they finally get what they wanted to get the stuff. They go back to the current time. Everybody succeeded. They got this stuff. But here's a little cliffhanger. During the time on the more where um, War Machine and Nebula 
got their stone, the power stone, as they're going back. Current Nebula was stuck in the same synopsis mode with past Nebula from 2014. Yeah, because they are synced together and yeah. now... Past Nebula... Yeah. That damn near killed the whole... Actually, that was where up comes the Thanos. Yes. So that's mm-hmm. where Thanos... We haven't talked about him in a minute. That's mm-hmm. where Thanos comes back yes. into the game. See, Thanos is still alive. Thanos out here still tearing up shit. Thanos out there still trying to get the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. And because of this, now is a replay in, his, in current Nebula's mind and past Nebula's mind of the same thing. Now they're synced. So, How did you like Thanos in this one compared to Infinity War? Thanos was a little more upfront and kind of blunt with a lot of things. There wasn't I know what you're gonna say, but I know I think it was okay for the most part because we we try to emphasize he is the villain. This is the bad guy here. He understood what his mission was, but he wasn't fully aware of what he really wanted to do. Mm. Over time, when he gets the Infinity Stones, he was aware. Right. But I know what you're saying. What you? What were we gonna say about? It? No, I just feel like it was. Well, we already had this conversation. Yeah, I we just had. Feel that uh, Thanos was a little bit, a little bit drier. In this one, um, I kind of have a different opinion of it because I feel like Thanos had this type of feeling what he wanted to do with the universe for hundreds of years at this point. So I feel that Thanos had the same understanding of what he needed to do. He didn't come to the conclusion before, well, I'm skipping ahead just a tad bit. He didn't come to the conclusion until he was actually fighting them and seeing how much they was fighting for their past that he was going to wipe out everything. So... I really just feel like he didn't have that oomph in this one that he had in Infinity War. And it don't got nothing to do with the magazine or, nothing, or the plot, but just he didn't have that same oomph. So you felt like he didn't have enough basic character development Yeah, in this I one. didn't like his character development in this one. I mean... Okay, I don't, I don't want to say that. <coughs> That's not what I mean. Not character development. I just didn't feel like he had it. Kind of like James There were no layers or something like no, that? No, no, no. James Harden playing and just not hitting like he would, uh, you know, in a game. That's what I mean. All right, well, for a lot of people, I would say my idea was people didn't like Thanos was because, like I said, well, you know, there wasn't... You got to know Thanos. Thanos, in a way, in Infinity War, when he was a villain, he was a little bit more relatable. Like, it was maniacal what he was doing, but you kind of got it. Mm-hmm. You kind of, you're like, you know what, I understand why he did it. He was a very well-developed villain at the time that Marvel did. And remember, they kind of plant seeds there, there, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, up to this point, and we got to really know, Infinity War really got to know Thanos, and it was like, it was interesting. In this one, in Endgame, it was kind of like, brutish, badass, kill everything Thanos. Right. It was really not that much to go through from there. So it was kind of like, you know, people, I understand, I get it. But I felt like, I think there was a lot of the story about Thanos was already developed that we didn't really need to go into that much. It was like, look, we know he's the bad guy. We gotta emphasize he's the bad guy. I still think that he was a little, I don't know, a little linear thinking. You know, Probably, he, didn't, uh, he didn't have that aura. Well, see, like, at the moment, like I said, at that moment, he didn't understand what his true purpose was. He was like post-credit Thanos five years ago. You know, I'll yeah. do it myself. He was that Thanos at this point. You know, that's how I felt. I suppose so. <laughs> so... At that moment, now that they have, you know, Nebula synced up to the system, and now he's a, he comes aware of him and Gamora. 
now become aware that his plan actually worked. The only problem is, is that now they're trying to re-undo what they did. It's not about what he said himself. He's not trying, they're not trying to stop me from doing something. They're trying to undo something that I'd already done. That's when he realizes he is did find his future self, did find all the infinity stones, and snapped away half the universe. Mm-hmm. But now he is aware that this plot, a new plan is now being hatched. He doesn't have to go out there and find the infinity stones anymore. He can just wait for them to do the job for him. And since they're probably going to try to undo what he did anyway, guess what? Let's go take a little trip into the future as well, and we're going to take the stones as soon as they get them. So, it's kind of like a cartoonish evil villain type idea. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, anyway. So, Nebula, past Nebula kidnaps current Nebula. They take her, her, her particles, her pin particles, her, sp- her space suit, and... Past Nebula, who's the evil Nebula, goes through time as well with the Avengers. They have all the stones. They forge a new gauntlet. And during that time frame, we're about to use it. They're arguing about who's about to use it. It ends up being a Hulk because if those who don't know that that the uh, Infinity Gauntlet, the stones emit a certain level of gamma radiation. Mm -hmm. And since gamma radiation is what how the Hulk came to be, it made sense that Banner was the one that had to be the one to use it. That he's probably the only one with enough strong will to survive the power of the stones in order to get to make the snap happen. And mm-hmm. so, while they're preparing to do that, Nebula relaunches the time machine and brings Thanos to the future time. Luckily for them, the guys things snap. Banner gets the snap. Everything goes back to the way it was. They thinking they won. Everything's cool. And then, boom! A missile just hits you right in the fucking face. <laughs> Here's what I understand, though. What's that? How the fuck is Ant-Man sitting right there in the fucking window and the whole fucking missile just hit him in the face and he ain't die? Okay. Like, how? Like, a fucking missile hit you in the face. You didn't die. You don't human. How? Because you've been covering up some flaws in this movie. <laughs> like, been, I don't know. Been, I mean, like, I understand Ant-Man. I understand Ant-Man's a superhero. <laughs> and I guess he gets a pile of trick, But I'm sorry, but a missile just hit you in the fucking face. You just don't not. You don't just survive that and walk away like, man, this motherfucking missile hit me in my mouth. No! <laughs> missile hit you in the fucking face. Guess what? There's not anything left of you left. Mm-hmm. Hulk, I get. But... Ant-Man? No, fuck that shit. <laughs> so, so Thanos and his ship just lay away to the Avengers mansion. Everything's a mess now. Everything's towed up. The gauntlet's buried under, with the stones is buried underneath the rubble. Thanos come down like he's the smoothest crypt gangster in the world talking about something, <laughs> telling that be last. Well, I'm gonna chill out right here. You go ahead and handle that. I'm gonna do what I told you. And she's like, Okay, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you, big daddy. <laughs> That's what she was Got you, big daddy. Gonna strut off and shit. Yeah. And, and you know, I got like that in the moment. He was real cool. He just sat down and was like, right, yeah, put, put right there, my help right here. All right, I'm gonna chill out because yeah. these motherfuckers gonna come for me anyway. Go on here and go get the stones real quick. I'll wait for them. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna whoop some ass real quick. Go on here. I'll just chill out. 
So, how do you feel about that last scene, though? That's all. How do you feel about that last scene? That scene was scene. That scene was the scene. I felt like that was the buildup that we have been waiting for for eleven years. They went completely off the chain. That was a hell of a battle. Right. When it started off with Tony, Cap, and Thor out there trying to get him, and then at the moments when fucking Cap finally picked up Mjolnir, they finally deemed him worthy. And I swear, I thought Cap was using Mjolnir better than fucking Thor ever did. He was over there swinging that shit. I didn't even buy him to pick up it. To be quite well, honest. if you if in Age of Ultron, they hinted it that he was that he potential because he budged it. He was the only Avenger that was able to budge the uh, Mjolnir in any aspect. And Thor remembered that because there was a chance that they were saying that Cap could have been deemed worthy of picking up Mjolnir. So. Um, remember, it's not based just on who Thor be able to pick it up. It's about whoever deemed to be worthy. So, Cap was deemed worthy enough to use it because so, he beat the fuck out of Thanos for a good minute with that fucking <laughs> hammer. Like, going ham on him. Mm-hmm. So, Thanos said, fuck this. I am tired of you niggas. Let's bring the whole army down here because I'm tired of fucking with y'all. So, they bring the whole army down. And Cap is standing alone, and he's thinking to himself, I'm about to get my whole ass whooped. But you know what? If it's like that, that's what it is. I am not going out like no bitch. <laughs> Titan Well was left that shield up, said I'm going to walk out here, all right. So I guess we're about to throw these hands. It is what it is at this point. You know, at this so point, it's like it's inevitable. I'm about to die. We're going to do what we're going to do tonight. And then... Oh man, this is a beautiful moment. Alright, man, I'm gonna get out of here. And then Sam hits the intercom. Yo, Cap, you there? He's like, what, 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 Cap, you there? Sam? <laughs> please tell me you Sam. I need some help about him. I'm dying out here. Sam, please help me. But wait, I know you're just one person. I know you're just one person, but please. I know you're about to die. No, don't worry, Sam. Don't worry, Cap. I got you. And then going through that, that portal opens up, mm. and here comes T'Challa in the squad. And everybody. Everybody. In the, I remember I was in the theater, everybody that lit up when they saw T'Challa walk through that portal. It was like, shit. And then the ongoing members of the Avengers start coming through the portal. After Everybody came back. They fucked Star-Lord still, because they booed him, too. Spice Girls came out. Yeah, everybody came out. Motherfucking <laughs> the, uh, the cabinet, the president of the United States came out. Motherfucking... Uh, uh, everybody, motherfucking, everybody on the planet basically showed the fuck up. It looked like, mm. and Thanos was like, "The fuck? How is the the fuck, nigga?" Yeah, Steve, you have literally said "fuck" seven times. It is amazing. <laughs> it's just, it's amazing to me. Cause Jesus still... Christ. Okay, I got you. All right, so let's go ahead and just get her. Get this. So basically, now the war has begun. And everybody's getting a piece of it. Everybody's reconciling with the people they have lost in a way. You know, every do little segments in the movie. Uh, Captain Marvel finally shows up. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a point in the movie. Looking that, like Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, because we all see <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> but here's a part that I know you're going to probably dig into a little bit real quick. Because I know you didn't like this part. Where the women started to rally behind Peter Parker. No, it wasn't that I didn't like it. I just felt that there was like a, a feminist... LGBTQ undertone to the movie. Like somebody had paid a lobbyist to throw in and throw this in there. You felt that was kind of forced. I felt like they literally paid somebody a put this agenda in the movie. I just that's how I just feel. It just came off like that. It really did. 
I, it really be I could get that part be a little bit forced. I definitely get that. I, I, just, I just feel that way because it was just, it didn't have to, I'm not saying, I, I'm not disclaiming nothing. It didn't have to happen like that. Like, mm-hmm. why was T'Challa running like um, Walter Payton and two women? First of all, T'Challa turned into a football running back. Mm-hmm. He running through, fumbling, and then you got the Spice Girls <laughs> you sitting the here. Spice Girls. You know, I just, I felt like it was forced. I like, it, it didn't have to go like that. I understand you're trying to hit points to make the crowd go, yay, but still, it just seemed agenda-driven to me. But that's just me. I ain't gonna lie, when the, when the ladies teamed up together at that one moment, I thought, well, fucking Beyonce. Who run the world? Yeah, that's what I first thought of. It just, Beyonce should have been in it. We might as well, Beyonce might as well just stole it out, ready to start dancing <laughs> shit. We about to go get battled. With, with the band in the back or something. Hell yeah. So blue but, Ivy looking from a ship. <laughs> it's terrible it's bullshit. So anyway, <laughs> they had a moment. They start tearing shit up. They gotta get the stones back to back to the throne, uh, back in time. So they have to use basically use the quantum realm again. Just throw them in there. That done said, nah, bro, that ain't happening. Takes the sword, throws that motherfucker into the van. Said, boom. Mm-hmm. Now your backup machine is gone. So then the final moments of that war comes in. They out there battling. Um, throughout the entire time, Captain America's talking to Doctor Strange and telling him, remember back in Infinity War, there's one in a million possibilities that could happen. There's one in only, like 74 million alternative realities. Right. With Thanos one. There was one. Cap, uh, Stark asked him earlier, is this the moment? He said... If I tell you, well, first he said, if I tell you, it won't happen. And none of y'all knew why he said that shit when he said it. No. Because <laughs> you knew something was about to happen. So they got to the certain moment where Tony looked at Doctor Strange. And Strange held up that finger and said, this is that one moment. Mm-hmm. Because at that moment, Tony knew at that moment what he had to do to save the world. You think he knew? You think Tony? I think he realized at that moment what it was going to take. I think that he was just by any means necessary. Uh, I don't really think he knew. Well, what, I just I, think it I was think, his personality. I think his personality did. made it oblivious. But I think he understood the, the sacrifice that he was going to have to make at that moment. At that very, I think anybody else could have done it. We could point out any theory about anybody else could have took the took the gauntlet and just used it and probably. One, but I think at that very moment, Tony was the only one capable of doing it. But he knew what it would take. He knew what the risk was. So in one little final skirmish, he he steals the stones from Thanos. They're fusing into his armor, and he basically has another replica gauntlet. He kind of programmed another replica gauntlet into his armor. And he has to snap away Thanos in his entire arm. Unfortunately, since the power of the stones was meant for no normal person to will, Tony had to bite it. Mm-hmm. He had to die. Now, one thing that I did, like, I liked the way when uh, Thanos was dying, how he just, Thanos dies and knew he was going to die. He just died so kind of cool, calm, and collective. He just said, It faded to black. He ain't right. even getting no panic. Nothing like that, man. Right. It was just a straight fade to black, man. Shout right. out to you for that. Shout out to you. Yeah. So after that, 
he died, Tony died, and I always thought that was a correlation between Tony and Thanos because they always seemed to be linked throughout the entire like side. Like they were the ultimate warriors. Yeah. yeah, they were like yin and yang. In a way, mm-hmm. both sides had their own way of how to you know, make things work. Mm-hmm. They had both had the same kind of mindset of safe, of control, but Thanos is just a little bit extreme. Mm-hmm. So, Tony makes a sacrifice, war's over, life has to go on, 